Welcome to Valley Community Church. Our Sunday sermons are available online to help you grow in your Christian faith. Our messages are practical and applicable truths from the Bible for today's life challenges. And now, Senior Pastor David Schmaltz. Amen. Well, let's pray, can we? Let's do that. Let's ask God to bless us and help us hear what he has for us today. Lord, we thank you. God, we thank you that you are speaking to us as a church. And Lord, without a vision, Lord, your people perish. But God, you've given us a vision, and that's good. Lord, it means we're not going to perish, Lord, but it also means, God, that we're going to grow. God, that we're going to experience your favor and, and prosperity and, and new newness. Lord, just like that spring that's coming, Lord, those things that will spring up in our lives as a result, Lord, it's a good place to be and a good time. So, Lord, speak to us today. Lord, that we're prepared <clears throat> for all that you have for our lives individually, Lord, and for us as a congregation. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I want to talk to you this morning about a privilege, <clears throat> a wonderful privilege that we've been given. As you sit here today, you know, take a moment. Take a moment to reflect. You know, what are you doing with your life? What are you doing? What have you done? Think about that for a moment. We always usually reserve that for January 1st of every year, but it's a good thing to do more often. Do you feel full of great deeds and exploits? Have you ticked a few of those uh, items off your bucket list? You know, I remember years ago, I was invited to go to a very, very prestigious event. And I was elected by my school's faculty and, and uh, some of the kids I went to school with, my peers, to go to what was called the state of Michigan's uh, boys state. And I was to go with about 100 young, other young men from all over the state of Michigan to attend a weekend in Lansing, the capital of Michigan and watch our lawmakers work. So you got a chance to sit in and watch and see what was going on in the, the, the state capitol, and, and uh, you gotta, they, they put you with your local representatives and Senate, and uh, you could see what was going on. And then at the end of it, you would elect your own government and elect your own governor among those boys. It was a prestigious honor and an extraordinary privilege. Unfortunately, I didn't really understand what it was and what I was given, and so I really didn't care about participating at the time. As a young man, I didn't really understand. Nobody really came beside me and told me what was going, in, going on, and so some things happened in my family, and I took that as an opportunity to back up, uh, back out. But it was only later in my life that I realized what a privilege I had been given and what a privilege, a privilege I had kicked to the curb that I did not you know, receive. And so I want to look at that this morning. I want to talk about the privilege that all of us have been given today. And I don't want to shame us. I don't want to discourage us, condemn us in any way, shape, or form, but I want to encourage us. I want us to be exhorted in a way that brings us life, that brings us motion, that gets us moving forward, or even faster. Because there are times, you know, and I, and, and, and matter of fact, one scripture that God gave to me, uh, and it's not in your notes, but in Luke chapter 12, Jesus spoke to his disciples, and it's a long discourse here, 
But at the very end of it, he says, from everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. In King James, I believe they use required. And from the one who has been given entrusted with much, much more will be asked. So when we think about our lives, we can't, we can't think of being underprivileged. The truth is we've been given a great privilege, and I want to look at that privilege here today so that we can really, really understand. First of all, you know, uh, what is a privilege? It's a special right. It's an advantage or an immunity granted or available only to a particular person or a group of people. And when we think of the gospel, that is so fits us. When we think about what God has done for us and how he illumines our mind, we are given a tremendous privilege. It's not a right in any way, shape, or form. When we think of salvation, sometimes we get things muddled and we think that maybe it's a right for all mankind to be saved. Not at all. You know, when we think of fairness, you know, God did not have to save all, but he did save some. And so, that's a definition. Another is that that something that is regarded as a rare opportunity and bringing a particular pleasure. I like that too. Having that privilege. A rare opportunity. And nothing describes what we've been given in this life more than that rare opportunity. One life. One opportunity. To change this world. And to use what God has given us. So I break this down into two parts of this privilege, okay? This is what I want to look, about, look at today. The privilege to go and the privilege to stay, okay? I want to talk about those. In Revelation chapter 2, verse 7, it says, Let everyone listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. And that's our churches today. Obviously, that was written to the churches uh, prophetically by John in the book of Revelation, looking forward to the end. So that rippling effect as as prophecy always has that impact. We can receive it today to our local church and for our lives. Let everyone who, to listen what the Spirit of God is saying. God is speaking today. To everyone who conquers, I will give the privilege of eating from the tree of life that is in God's paradise. That privilege eat of the tree of life. And we know what that's be speaking. That is talking about heaven. That's talking about the reward. That's talking about what is waiting for each one of us upon our death. When we take that last breath, we'll get to be able to eat from that tree of life. And it's interesting that that harkens back to that tree that Adam and Eve, you know, despised, that they didn't think was enough, that they had to go and eat from another tree. But it'll be that same tree, only in a glorified state, I I suppose. We'll be able to eat of that tree of life forever and ever and ever and be with our God. So I, I ask you that question, aren't you glad that you're going to heaven today? Aren't you glad? I mean, you should be. It's an amazing comfort. It's an amazing comfort. And and, you know, maybe it's something that we take more comfort in as we get older. And I'll, I'll, I mean, for sure, I didn't think nearly about it as much unless maybe I was getting ready to get into an accident or I was doing something stupid. I might think, oh, heaven, you know, it's a good option. But as you get older, you begin to realize that it is, it's a reward. 
it's like when you start off in, 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 in one, you know, uh, circle around the track, one circuit, when you're first starting off, you're not thinking about the end quite yet. You're thinking about racing. You're thinking about running hard. You're thinking about those turns that you got coming up. But when you come around that last turn and you see the finish line, you start thinking about that finish line. And you start picking it up. You start thinking, okay, I just can't wait to get there. That's the way it works in life sometimes. It's an amazing comfort. There is no doubt. And so I wrote down here, if you're glad, it is for one of two reasons. One, I'm sorry, if you're not glad, I missed it. Yeah, you're going, well, I just got the wrong notes. Uh, if you're not glad, and I am off-center again. <laughs> I'm telling you, about we got to work on that, Bobby. I'm going to draw me a little black box that that fits in. All right, there we go. If you're not glad, all right, you know, if you didn't get, if you weren't jumping up and down, you know, when I asked you that question, number one, you aren't sure what heaven is going to be like. You think of heaven like, man, hanging out with angels forever? Singing the songs like we sing here today? Forever? That maybe that makes you feel a little overwhelmed and like, well, kind of rather just hang out with my friends, you know? But you get to do that too. No, if, if you're not excited about heaven, it's because you don't understand what it is. And heaven is an awesome place. Heaven is, and I've preached on that a couple of years ago, heaven is a fulfillment of, of human, uh, human desire, human, the fulfillment of what we've been created to be and to do. And we'll enjoy it forever. It's a reward of inexplicable uh, definition. So it might be that's the reason why we're not so excited, because we don't really know what it's like, but we can learn, we can, we can, you know, we can spend some time. The second reason why we might not be excited is you're not sure you're, you're going to heaven. And of course, that would make sense. But if in your heart today, you're not quite certain, and that you toy with this idea, you're going back and forth from, well, this, am I going or am I not going? I mean, from Sunday to Sunday, uh, maybe Sunday, you're, con- you're, you're pretty confident you are going, but by Saturday night... That's all worn out, and you're not sure. That's not a great way to live, by the way, as a believer. That's not what grace is. That's not what Romans chapter uh, 6 through 8 is all about. Therefore, there there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You know, grace. We have been saved, not by works, lest anyone can boast. Romans 6. Chapter 3. You know, so if you're not certain you're, 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 you're going to go to heaven, you know, we can fix that today. <laughs> I mean, we can, we can nail that. So you ought not to walk out those doors without, any com- you know, without that confidence of knowing. Heaven, again, it's a reward. It's an amazing gift for those who trust in him. It's not something that we should take for granted in any way, shape, or form. You know, to, to, to despise it or, 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 I mean, I've heard some people, you know, they just kind of, you know, Kind of punish people, or don't think about heaven, don't think about heaven, you know, work, work, work here. Mm-mm. No, it, it's a balance. Heaven is that reward, and we should think of it. We should think of it often. It helps to inspire us, to keep us focused. It produces hope inside our heart so that we can live with energy here, for certain. So we do have an invitation to that great celebration in the sky. But the truth is, the date for our arrival is not filled in on that invitation, is it? And I'm glad, you know. Of 
course, things would be in chaos if, if we all knew what, what that day was. We don't know. And so we live, and we breathe, and we have our being, and we serve God with all of our heart. That is a privilege, folks. It is a privilege that we should never take for granted, the thought that we've been invited to heaven. But in the greatness of all of that, in the greatness of, in thinking of heaven, of the, of the opportunity that we've been given, looking at our, our defini- definition, a special right, an advantage over all humans, an immunity from hell, granted and available only to a particular person who've, who've been called by God and pulled out, literally out of, I mean, you know, literally one day in that sense of being pulled out of what hell is going to be and placed in heaven with him forever. Look in the second part of that definition, that something, it, it is something that's regarded as a rare opportunity. If you think that everybody, after it all is done, is going to go to heaven or some nirvana or some place, then you don't understand the scriptures and what Jesus passionately taught. You know, he said there would be, uh, you know, lambs and goats, some sheep and goats. He said there will be some who do not go. And so we should not despise that. There should be a celebration. But in the light of all that, that's not even where I want to go. It is a privilege to be able to go to heaven. But that sets us up for this next point. That folks, we've been given a privilege to stay. Because, you know, when we think about heaven sometimes, and I've been there, and you may have been there for a time or two as well, and just think, man, Lord, why don't you just wrap this all up? Why don't you just take us all home? If it's so good, why can't we just all go and, and finish this thing out? Where every marriage, you know, will, will no longer, you know, I mean, we can just enjoy without sin. And not, not that marriage is going to exist in heaven. We know what Jesus taught. But, I mean, still, we're going to be, I mean, marriage is just an earthly thing. What I understand of what relationships will be in heaven will be, will be far superior than any marriage on earth could ever be. The love, the connection, the, the you know, the sharing of hearts. No brokenness in between relationships ever again. And so you yearn for that. You say, Lord, why don't you just wrap this whole thing up? But folks, there's a reason why we're here. There's a reason why we have been left here. There's a reason why God wants us to stay here. And we can look at that as a, 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 a struggle. We can look at that as a battle. We can look at that as a, a, as a, um, a punishment but we should not. We should not. We should see this life as a gift. We should see this life, however long we live it, as a gift. But even more than that, because I think, you know, because, because I think everybody believes that. I mean, they make movies about that. And, you know, they make, write songs about that. Life is good. I mean, I don't think there's anybody that, that misses that particular point. But it doesn't stop there, Christians. It is a privilege We have a great privilege to stay and what? And share the good news. Because our privilege to stay is absolutely connected to our privilege to go. You see? Because we, it's like we're all getting, can can I just use this to kind of tap into some more of our our emotions? And that is, you know, we've been, that that day is coming, we're going to go on a vacation. And it's going to be this endless, endless vacation. And it's going to be wonderful all expenses paid. Am I getting to you now? <laughs> you get to go to the greatest places that only privileged people get to go to now. You hear about, 
you know, Hollywood actors owning their own islands. Man, I got them. Oh, man. I'm not, I mean, I'm already putting my orders in for what my heaven's going to look like. I, I joke with people all the time. I, I know exactly what it's going to be. And, and, you know, it's all wonderful. It's all wonderful. We're getting ready to go. We're getting ready. We're packing our bags. And, and, and yet, how cruel is that that we don't tell anybody else about that? that we don't tell anybody else about what they could have. It's a little selfish. A little, I don't know, don't tell anybody. I don't want heaven crammed, you know. I mean, you want to get those cruise deals where nobody else knows about them, right? And so you're in the line and you're like, honey, check this out. There's going to be nobody on this boat. We get the pool all to ourselves. We get the deck all to ourselves, Right? Until that virus comes and then, <laughs> then hell on a boat, right? <laughs> I think to myself, man, there would be nothing worse on the planet. Has anybody ever been in that situation? A few of you maybe? Yeah. But anyway, you know, when we think about going to heaven, you know, so we're here so that we can share that good news. We're here, we've been, we've been left here, we've, we've been given that privilege of staying. It's like, it's like Jesus, I mean, just again, I, I like these word pictures. Jesus just steps up to side you and says, look, you know, I'm excited that you accepted me as your Savior. Lord, I am, man. I, yeah, Lord, thank you. This is just so awesome. And he goes, that, yeah, that, yeah, it is, it is. Um, so, Lord, when are we going? When are we going to heaven? I'm going to go see what, you, what you've been building, these mansions you've been talking about. I'm ready to get on with that. And he goes, no, 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 just wait. Now, look, son, I love you. And that's all waiting for you. But what I need you to do is I need you to stay. I need you to live this life. I need you to live it long, maybe 100 years. I need you to live it long, and I need you to live it good. And I, and I need you to embrace what I have purchased. I need you to the, breathe the air that I've given you. Enjoy the sunlight that I've given you. I need you to, to use the gifts that I've put inside you. I need you to embrace the gifts that I've given you. And I need you to open your mouth and tell everybody else about it. Because that's what it's all about. My daddy has got one thing on his mind. And that is getting the rest of his kids back. Because he didn't like what Satan did when he first did it, and he doesn't like it now. He does not like it because the great intimidator, the great thief, is still out doing his work, still deceiving mankind to think he's doing the bait and switch. And our daddy in heaven is saying, would you please help me tell the rest of my kids what's going to happen? And folks, we've got to see that. As a privilege. You know, you know it, it's like when somebody important comes beside you and they, 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 they grab you. And I remember I, some of my football coaches, they used to do, they used to pull this little, this little trick on me. They'd pull me aside and they'd say, David, look, some of our guys are getting in trouble in school, busting stuff up and making, you know, just tormenting the teachers. Look, I need you to help me. Oh, really? Me? Yeah, I need you to help me keep these other guys out of trouble. Oh, well, yes, sir. 
he knows he's doing a couple of things. One, he's pulling me out of the trouble. And then he's giving me a purpose to help with the trouble. You see, God has left us here. And it's a privilege. He's pulled us aside and he says, I want you to be a part of my great invitation. Because folks, look, I don't know what you got on your plate today. I don't know what you got planned next week. I don't know what you have on your docket. You, some of you young people, man, you, you want to get your degrees. You want to get on with your life. You want to get married. You want to have children. And that's all wonderful and good. But I tell you what, it never, ever, ever supersedes your eternal destiny and what you're called here to do and what all of that is for. Okay? And so what I want to inject in your hearts and your minds today is that we have a privilege. And that privilege is we've been given. I mean, if we're still breathing and out, you've heard me say this before, if we're still breathing in and out, in and out it's, be, it's for a reason. And if he's given you gifts, if he's given you different things, and, and, and many times if you, a lot of these gifts are still yet to be discovered and unpacked, it's because he wants us to use it for his glory. You know, I don't understand when people get so convoluted in their walk, especially in their walk with God, that they forget why they're even here. And so I ask you that question. Do you know why you're here? You and I are here because God has given us that gift. And we're to embrace it. Yes, yes, yes. It is about priorities. Because that probably popped into some of your minds. We already know what the priorities are. Some of you could teach that. We could switch and just say, come on up here. Teach us what are biblical priorities. Yes, sir. Come on. Okay, biblical, biblical priorities. God first. Your marriage. Your kids. My ministry. My job and hobbies. Probably all know that. But here's the $100,000 question. Are you living it? It's a whole lot easier to say than do, isn't it? Man, when you got five kids all involved in soccer, football, this, that, and the other thing, everybody's running, and you and your wife or, you know, you and your kids look at each other at the end of the day and just say, hi, how you doing? It's good to meet you. And, and, and you just, life is just spinning out of control. So, I mean, I, you know, it's tough to keep this thing tight. It's tough to keep that eternal perspective. I understand, but I, let, let, me, let me encourage you that, folks, it is a fight. But it's a fight we got to win. Because at the end of this race, and I'm just get ahead of it, and we'll come back to it, but at the end of this race, we will stand before Jesus, and he is going to ask us, what did you do with what I gave you? What did you do with the life? You know? How many will have smoked it all away on pot? And a euphoria or the time just goes, and a life just spent. Or a breath, breathing in and out, in a semi-hypnotic, hallucinogenic state. How many? With crack pipes and addictions and just greed and revelry, partying, the whole nine yards. How many? We know about those priorities. Harder to live them. You and I have that great, great, great privilege to enter into the plan of God. And if we want to experience his blessing, 
see, and we, you know, there's nothing like being there with him, shoulder to shoulder, serving alongside God and knowing that what we have said is yes to his plan, whether it, whether it be that we're in a job that, and we're working faithfully, but we always know that Jesus is right there. Dr. Brian, how many times you, I know you do some intricate things, and you see him right there, don't you? I know you do. Many of you do. There you are, you're working, you, and when you see him there, then that, that's that immediate sense of, of kingdom reality. It's an immediate sense of understanding the privilege that we've been given and that we are serving alongside him. It takes some energy. It takes some doing. It takes focus to see what's really there. We have to do that even in our human relationships, to not take the ones we love for granted. So it's so true. We've also been given this privilege to serve. And you're looking at Ephesians chapter 3, 7, and 8. By God's grace and mighty power, I've been given the privilege of serving him, him by spreading this good news. Though I am the least deserving of all God's people, he graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. This is Paul. And I love the way he, decide, he says that. He said, look, this is not, this was, none of this was based upon a privilege that I was born into. It's a privilege that God decided to just give. And to every one of us that have given our lives to Christ, we've been given that special privilege. And what is that privilege? If, what, what he says here, of spreading the, this, this good news. Of telling, in his case, it was telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. Man, isn't that great? Isn't that great wording there? It's New Living Translation, but the endless treasures available to them in Christ. That privilege of daily telling people, look, you, are you afraid? I, the look on your face tells me you're panicking, that you're afraid. You know, you don't have to be. What? I mean, everybody's afraid. You don't have to be. Are you anxious? You see, see anxiety, people moving their fingers and you know, they've they got anxiety, and you can just see the stress bound up in them. And you look at, you know, the Bible says, be anxious for nothing. But through prayer and petition, let your requests be known to God. You don't have to live in that anxiety. You don't have to live in that fear, especially fear of death. Especially fear of death. So what's our hang-up? You know, we don't often feel deserving, isn't it? A lot of times, that's what it is. Paul felt the same way. You see it right there. And there. he said, though I am the least deserving of all God's people, you know, Paul didn't even really have to put that in there. But that was just that little bit of that shadow that I think we all continue to struggle with is to say, Pastor David, I know what you're saying, but that's for those people that get it. That's for those people that have had a charmed life. That's for those people who really are spiritual. Mm -mm. It's, it's all of us. And what I love about what God does is, man, if you're here today and you say I'm the least deserving, then you're the most deserving. Now, catch those words. I didn't say the most required, but the most deserving because everything God asks us to do comes with a blessing. It really does. It doesn't always feel that way. But God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him and even more so of those who listen to his voice 
and obey him. You know, those treasures. Those treasures, those treasures, those treasures. I wrote down here, you can't tell people about something you have not experienced. Again, again you know, it's, it's, not a, it's not a condemning thing. It's just like, look, folks, there's a lot more for you to have. The endless treasures. Endless treasures. I love watching Andrew. You know, over the years, when you have as many kids as we have, uh, for some reason, we don't really throw toys away. One day, we're going to have to figure this thing out. I mean, why? Yeah, exactly. I guess that's what it's going to be. We're going to bring beep, beep, beep. You know, the truck will come in, pour all those toys out in the front yard of, of Meredith's first child or lady or whatever. But anyway, we got all these toys. But I just love watching Andrew get in there, and he's just digging. And he might be 15 minutes just digging, and then boom. Something new. That he's never, those little hands have never grabbed. Or that little piece that he's missing for something. It's just like, it's an endless treasure for him. And that's, folks, that's us. Are we digging into that box, man? Are we digging into those wonderful things that God has for us? Or have, man, or, or have you only been playing around with the things on top? Or is there only one or two toys for you? And it's just like, you know, faith and grace, faith and grace. I mean, come on. I mean, it's so much more that you can see happen in this community, in your workplace, in your family. Dig down into those endless treasures. He did say endless, right? Endless. You ain't played out. You haven't experienced everything there is to experience. So you may say, well, I don't know what to tell everybody. Well, then get busy digging into your treasure chest, and you'll have more to share. We've also been given the privilege to suffer. In the staying, in the staying, we've been given that privilege to serve, right, and, and to tell people. But, you know, suffering is not really good. I mean, it's hard. Philippians 1.29. For you have been given not only the privilege of trusting in Christ, but also uh, the privilege of suffering for him. 1 Peter 4.15. But it is no shame to suffer for being a Christian. Praise God for the privilege of being called by his name. What, is, what, are they, what, are, what is Paul and Peter talking about here? Because I think we, we misunderstand suffering. It, we know the early church did, for sure. They felt like they needed to suffer on purpose. And that suffering would produce some greater grace. Uh-uh. No, man. <laughs> Listen, you don't have to suffer until you're called to it. And really, the suffering is, is one of those low-lying things. And you know what the suffering is a little bit? On one level, you know what the suffering is? It is the staying. It's knowing that heaven is coming. It's knowing that I get to see him face to face one day. It's knowing that eternal bliss is awaiting me, and I can't go yet. Not yet. And there's a little bit of suffering that comes from that. And it's also, now that's, that's just base, but, there, but it, and it grows from there. And that is, as Paul said, look, in another place in Scripture, he says, look, we suffer like being led like lambs to the slaughter, in other words, they had to live such a disciplined life. They had to travel from place to place. They had to go without food and without drink, and, and they had to go without a lot of things so that they could party and rejoice in the revelations they would receive that Paul himself suffered to get. And so, yes, there's a little bit of suffering that comes, Christians. You know, 
Yes, there's a little bit of suffering, but it's not that bad. It's not overwhelming. It's, it's not something that, you know, we're sitting there in chains about. Now, for some it is. For some it is. But, you know, we live in the United States, at least this point in our history, in our time. You know? It's not that bad. But the suffering is walking into your school and people are talking about the party and about you know, what they're going to be doing at that party, and you say, no, there's some suffering in that. You go to college, and you find out. I was just talking to a guy that went to Harvard. His son went to Harvard, and he's on the golf team. And, uh, and so he called his dad, and he's a Christian. He's a pastor's son. And he said, Dad, there is alcohol everywhere. And he said, teachers don't care. They want us to drink. And he said, it is everywhere. And he said, Dad, this is this. Whew, I don't know if I'm going to make it. And he goes, son, stand in there. Stand in there. That's suffering. That's being placed in situations. It would be so is easy for a Christian to just say, well, you know, hang it all. You know, I'll just love, I mean, I'll just love them, you know, in a stupor. Hey, man, you know who Jesus is? <laughs> and give me another one of those. Some Christians think that's the way you witness. Hmm. Mm -mm. it's a privilege to suffer. Oh, we say, man, being a Christian is too hard. No one one ever said it was going to be easy. You certainly didn't get that idea from the Bible. No, 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 no. See, the suffering for most of us is simply having to choose a path that best glorifies him and not ourselves. That's what it is. We're talking about the privilege to suffer. It just means if you'll take some time today, tomorrow, tonight, to just pray, Lord, am I on your path? Am I on your path? Am I doing all that I can to to really embrace the privilege I've been given in this life? Am, Am I using my energy, my time, my resources for your glory? And listen, just listen. Because God will most certainly answer. He most certainly will. And he'll make those adjustments to your course. He might just say, yeah, you know what? I think you're spending too much time doing that. you got a hobby that's the most important thing in your life. And that needs to get knocked back down. Your wife's been trying to tell you. Your kids have been trying to tell you. Your boss has been trying to tell you. Now I'm going to tell you. Let's get this right. Let's get, you, let's get your, your priorities straight so that you can stack up more, so that you can, you can do that much more to, to, to glorify and to take advantage of this wonderful, wonderful privilege that we've been given. See, that is suffering in and of itself. It's saying no to one thing, which is sometimes, you know, your flesh yearning to be able to enjoy more. But God says, look, it always has to be in the context of that privilege of heaven, which is coming. So those who drift often find themselves on an abandoned island of loneliness and confusion because it may be a party boat to start with, but in time, yeah, it gets rough because what we've done is we often just push Jesus away. We push the Holy Spirit away. Hey, I mean, I don't, look, I love you and all, but I just need you. I don't need you in my stuff all the time. So I tell you what, Jesus, look, I'll call you. Is that a good deal? I'll call you when I need you. And you know, Jesus, he's going to take you up on that. He's going to say, well, okay, I'll tell you what. Okay, I will. I will come. But you do. <laughs> we have no idea what that really means. 
What that means is he's not present even for the simple things. Because you know what? That's, you know what walking in the favor of God is? That's walking in his presence moment by moment. It's Psalm 119 in its complete, you know, your word is a lamp unto my feet, right? A light unto my path. The, the presence of God is everything. Knowing that God is there in, day in and day out, moment by moment, and that I can, I can lean upon him. Nothing is better. Some of us lean way too much on our cell phones, on Google, in Siri, and all that other stuff. When God can help us in so many other ways with the Word of God. So suffering is something that we can never really avoid, but it's really so much like paying on this end with obedience or paying on the other end with consequences. Either way, we pay. (laughs) We avoid a little bit of suffering now so that we can enjoy greater favor maybe later in our life. But it's just like like money. It works the same way, right? When we save a little bit, a little bit by a little bit, it grows. We'll have it there. It works the same way. We try to avoid that suffering. So how about you, Christian? Where do you stand with this mighty, mighty privilege that we've been given Are you ready to get to work, embracing the privilege that you have? Are you ready to use your life, your breath, your gifts, your energy to serve the one who's given everything, everything to us? It's held nothing back, held nothing back. And what is our response? What should be our response? You know, it's easy to start off that way. Maybe when you first came to Christ, you remember how often you spoke of him. You remember that, 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 that real sense of lightness and, and that, that real excitement that burned inside your heart, just like the disciples said. Did we not burn when we walked with Jesus? You know, to have that burning back in our lives once again, where we feel him, know him, excited about what every day we may bring in this adventure. The final frontier, folks, is a walk with Jesus. That's what it is. It's not space. They're going to find that space doesn't really have that much out there. When God says, look, I've given you it all here. I want to go back to my story about that boy's state. You know, I didn't embrace the privilege I was given. And you know, when I think of it, it's deep regret. Because here I was given such a wonderful opportunity, and I despised it. I kicked it to the curb. And what I could have learned, what I could have seen, what God might have used that to do in my life, gave it to someone else. And I think sometimes, folks, as Christians, we do the same thing. And what will we answer? He's going to ask us, what did you do with the privilege I gave you? Did you embrace it? Did you grow with me in it? Did you share my joy and my works? But the good news is this. Folks, it doesn't matter how far we wander just like those disciples that got caught out in the middle of the lake and they were rowing and they were rowing and they were rowing and were not getting anywhere and because they were all doing it in their flesh. And when he finally turned to Jesus, who was sleeping in the boat, and said, would you help us? It says, read it. It says, they immediately arrived at the other side. And it says they were in the middle of the lake. Now, I think I figured that out as being a couple of miles that happened just like that. It's a miracle. I mean, there was no motorboat on that boat. They got there instantaneously by the power of God. 
And you know what? I love that. Because it doesn't matter where you are in your life, man. You're out there in the middle of the lake, and you're just rowing away in your own strength, just rowing away. The moment you stop and say, Jesus, I give up. Would you help me? Boom, you immediately arrive to the other side. I love that. Because I don't know how many times God will then answer a prayer. God doesn't want to, I mean, God does, I mean, Jesus could have stand up and said, look, I'm going to make the wind blow harder, and you guys are going to work harder. I'm tired of you whining and goofing off. Work harder. But that's not what Jesus told him. He just said, what's going on here? You guys, you need some help? Okay. Let's get on with it. Let's move on with the privilege you've been given. Amen? Let's stand up this morning. Let's take a moment to pray, and if I could have our prayer teams please come. And let's, let's take advantage of this. See, God, this is all in the context with what, of, with what God spoke to us last week with uh, Jim LaFoon. If we're going to do the things, if we're going to uh, achieve what God has called us to as a congregation, then folks, we need, we need a clarity inside. We need to get where we need to be on the inside in understanding the privilege we've been given and let that passion grow in us once again so that we can push and move forward in places that sometimes that are so dark you can't see the light. But in God, we can reach the other side. We can do great exploits for him as long as it's for him, right? And That's the key. So let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes. Lord, all across this room, God, I want to pray a couple of things here. Number one, earlier I was talking about heaven. And Lord, in us, God, we're, we yearn for that. We're excited about that. But Lord, there may be some in this room today who don't understand what that means. The thought of heaven is, is, a, is a great idea, but they're not certain that that's where they would go. There's a fear of death deep, deep down inside. So if that's you today, and you would like for me to pray for you, the good news is the Bible says that <clears throat> man can know. That man can know and be for certain of eternal life just simply by giving our lives to him by a simple prayer. Such a wonderful gift brought in such a simple way. So all across this room, with every eye closed, if you're here today and you'd like to give your life to Christ, just raise your hand up and I'd like to pray for you so that you know for certain, yes, sir, I see your hand. Anyone else? Right here, yes, ma'am. Anyone else? Yes, ma'am, I see your hand. Anybody else? This is your chance. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Anyone else? Okay. Well, just right where you are, God is stirring something up in you. And let me tell you, that is being stirred. That is a privilege right there. Because not every human being on this earth is listening to the voice of God, is, is even sensitive to this, this whole call. But here you are. You've been privileged to be able to hear the voice of God calling you. Now it's your turn to answer. 
So just under your breath, just repeat this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you died on the cross. You died for me. You have given me a great privilege. A privilege to live with you forever and ever. You shed your blood to wash away my sins. And I receive that gift. I receive you as my Savior, as my Lord, forever and ever. Amen. Lord, now for the rest of us. Lord, we've been given a privilege to stay. And Lord, we want to see it as such. Lord, help us in these days, God, to grow, Lord, in our understanding of who it is that we're serving and why we're here. Lord, remove the scales from our eyes, God. Remove, Lord, the, the memes and the, Lord, the, the cultural ideas and, and the things that, that get us all entangled. Lord, let us keep our eyes on you, the author and the finisher of our faith, the one, Lord, who is now preparing a place, Lord, to wrap this whole thing up soon. Lord, let us get busy telling others, Lord, we're preparing for that trip, but Lord, let us, let us, let us tell them. Let us share the good news wherever we can. Let us pray for, pray for people, Lord. Lord, let us, let us help them see that they don't have to be bound up in fear or anxiety. Lord, that they don't have to be addicted. Lord, they don't have to be bound up and listen to the lies of this world. They can be free. They can experience the joy of the Lord. So Lord, let us open our mouths in these days. Lord, let us live on purpose. Lord, let us clear out all the distractions in these days so that, Lord, we might be the church you've called us to be in every way, Lord, now. In Jesus' name, amen.